This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. It is uh, Saturday, 18 February, Year of Lord, 2023. Let's go out to Michigan. Matt DiPerno. Big day, Matt, for the grassroots movement, for MAGA, for the deplorables, uh, and uh, the Trump movement, and yourself. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we're at the uh, Republican State Convention right now. I'm running to be the uh, Michigan chairman of the party uh, because it's time to fix this party. Uh, we've recruited a lot of delegates over the last uh, year and a half to two years following your plan. Now it's time to give those delegates a, a voice, bring credibility back to the party, figure out how to raise money in Michigan and start winning elections. Isn't, isn't this the establishment's worst nightmare? I mean, why would they ever allow Matt DiPerno and the precinct strategy folks, Steve Stern, you know, uh, Dan Schultz, all the great patriots? Uh, why, why in a million years would the money allow Matt DiPerno, who's their worst nightmare, to become chairman of the Michigan GOP, sir? Yeah, well, it is their worst nightmare. It's something they're terrified of. But uh, we're going to go outside of Michigan and help raise money to bring it back here because a lot of people across this great country care about Michigan. They want the electoral votes to go to the Republican candidate for president. Uh, they know this is a swing state. And right now we got the Democrats trying to move up our primary and reduce Michigan's electoral votes to nine to make Michigan insignificant. we got to fight against that. Is it your contention and the folks, the grassroots folks out there, we must win Michigan in 2024 to deliver the presidency again? Is this is like we did in 16? Is Michigan absolutely in the central state, sir? Absolutely. we got to bring Michigan back to the Republican side. Uh, and we're going to do that. Uh, we have an entire plan on how to raise money again outside the establishment uh, clutches. Uh, and that, that involves the delegate program. We're going to motivate, activate, and inspire these delegates across the state to get out and get to work um, fighting Democrats and fighting their corrupt elections. Matt, how do people follow this today? And how do people follow and find out more about your crusade out there in Michigan? Yeah, they can follow us on Twitter at DePerno4, the number 4, M-I, or on Twitter at MDePerno and Truth Social at MDePerno. Matt DePerno, Godspeed, sir, and tell everybody out there uh, we love them, we got their back. All right, appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Have a good day. Thank, thank you, sir. DePerno's been in this fight since the early hours of uh, what was it, the 4th of November in the year of our Lord, 2020. Uh, is Leahy, uh, I mean, is um, Lindell up? Yes. Mike Lindell is out. Our on-scene commander is the Mike Lindell. Mike, what in the heck are you doing out in Michigan today, sir? Well, I, uh, I've been to five states in three days, but uh, I had to get here to support Matt in Michigan. And uh, 
we did, uh, uh, I think last night, we were going room to room, I think seven speeches in, in an hour. I mean, it was uh, pretty pretty amazing, but everybody, uh, everybody's hopeful here. I, I really get, you know, after this midterm election, I had more, um, I call it just depressed. They were so depressed, sad, looking for hope, calls from Michigan more than any other state. And now I get here and I see such hope. It inspires me, Steve, even being here. And, um, you know, I, th I opened my, uh, I opened up my uh, speech yesterday with, you know, we, uh, Matt's been fighting this from the beginning with me, you know, way back when we did absolute proof. But I told him about two states now that it looks like are going to be completely machine free by this summer. And the crowd went crazy. And I told him, I said, they talked about the Republican Party being broken. I said, we had to break down before we're, before we're coming to the bottom up here and uniting. And I told him I, I was promised by Ronna McDaniel that she would work with Mike Lindell and work with us, work, 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 work with all of us. And um, I will tell you this, I told about one of these states has a big blocker in it. It's a Republican. I'm going on my show on Monday and I said, and I'm giving him till Monday to change his mind. That's it. We're not going to let, we're not going to be blocked anymore to get our country back, to get Michigan back, to get, and to get our freedoms back. And, and uh, we don't, we don't have time. We're running out of time here. By the way, Steve, everyone here, I think everyone here is in the war room posse. They all, they come up, you know, I watch you every day. Every day I'm going, I go, well, I'm not out there every day. You're watching Steve every day, but, but uh, they just love your show. And they, and they, uh, they're, they're just, uh, they're fighters out here in Michigan. And uh, I've talked, I probably well, took, the, uh, this... I probably talked to a thousand people and uh, campaigning for Matt and, um, they, uh, and even the ones that aren't voting oh. for him were going, yeah, they asked me a lot of questions why. And I said, well, <laughs> I said, Matt's been in the fight since the beginning. And even when I thought I was alone back then, here comes this lawyer from Michigan fighting like uh, uh, the president. I was with our, our real president, Donald Trump, two days ago. And he said, you know, Matt's like one of those mafia lawyer fighters. He just fights the mafia. Get, they knock him down, he sits back up. And, <laughs> and uh <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. I love getting right in with the people. Um, and uh, by the way, today is a very important day to me. Uh, six years ago today, I got a full surrender to Jesus Christ. That was February 18th, uh, 2017, everybody. And uh, to, to celebrate wow. that, I'm going, on, I'm going on Jimmy Swagger tomorrow night uh, to do my testimonial to the world. And... Uh, uh, I've been talking, so many people here have my book and stuff. They're coming up and saying, you know, I read your book. I was saved. I surrendered to Jesus. And I said, that combines everybody. We're in the biggest revival for Jesus Christ in history. I see it all around. Even at, at this convention, everybody's just talking, you know, that it's God bless. It's not, you know, we've got to put God back in our schools. I hear hope. I hear a lot of these places in Michigan where they won their their districts or whatever, and they put in, they're putting God back into the schools. And uh, so there's a lot, there's hope everywhere, and that hope is Jesus. How is this revival in your mind? You've gone around. How, how do you believe this revival is informing this movement, this grassroots movement? By the way, we love the folks in Michigan. And, and the reason they watch it, they're part of the fight club, right? These guys are fighters. They're not, they're not, uh, the, the, the unity deal is we're going to unite after we win, okay? We're not going to tolerate what they're trying to do to this country to destroy it. Uh, that's and that's right. why people want to fight right now. Hey, they're, they're, and, and that's where they show up. The, the fight is a political fight. 
right? And it's at the grassroots. And and, and Mike, you know, people, you know, some of the some of the establishment swells have been telling me, oh, you know, with DePerno and Lindell and, and Dan Schultz and all the, you know, all the hobbits you've got taking these seats, you you have the the phrase they use, Mike, is the inmates are now going to run the asylum. How would you respond to that, sir? Well, I'll tell you, here's kind of like what I said yesterday to all the people here. Um, we're coming through. We're, we're, uh, we're coming through. If you don't like what we're doing, get out of our way, because we're going to take our country back. We are winning. This is uh, it all had to get bad. This was all in God's timing. But the time is now. And uh, and people are pouring over into this common sense bucket. Call it the, the new Republican Party, the common sense bucket. And uh, and that's where we're at. And we're not. I'm telling I'm just a. I'm said this is a warning to all you Republicans. I, I just, you know, they just voted me uh, with the RNC chair. A lot of things came out of there. And I'll tell you what, I met with those 168. And you know what, if we come, when we come to your state and uh, the precinct people, when we all come there and we're doing what we have to do to straighten out our elections, you better get out of our way if you're not going to be on board. Because uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, put, we're gonna put you. We're gonna put it out there. We're gonna find out where more and more rhinos are, and more and more bad people. So you better hunker down now if you don't want to. If you don't want to join us, because uh, we're gonna call you out every single one of them. I'm sick of it, Steve. We're coming through. We're gonna get our country back. And these people, the people on the ground, this is a uniting, by the way, of the people. It's just that you've got the party. They say they call this divide in the party. This is the establishment, and they and they they better wake up because uh, and we've been educated now over the last two years. It's been quite a process. Now we're going to see the manifestation of two years of hard work. Talk. I know you can't announce it, but the two states. When will be? When will you be able to announce the two states that are pretty far along about getting rid of the machines overall and going to paper ballots in a hand count hand counted paper ballot, sir? I'm going to announce it this week. Um, I'll try and come on the war room. Um, and uh, the reason I'm waiting this week is I'm giving two blockers four days to make up their mind. They're either going to be with us or against us. Because when we announce this, we're not going to – it's a, it's a big group of counties in this state and uh, uh, in both states. And we're not going to tolerate any, any kind of a block. So if they're on board um, – we're going to announce this week. And if we're going to announce this week regardless, so um, their names won't come up because uh, this these two states are going to be the spirit. And by the way, one of them has an election this spring. Can you imagine, Steve, one state with no computers, a perfect prototype to the world, to our country, the world, to everyone. This system is better than France, yeah. Germany, the U.K., and the Netherlands. I've looked at all the systems. This new system... It's the best. I spent four hours yesterday going through a demonstration of this hand-counted paper ballot. And well, it's you, any question you would ask as a naysayer, they're going, okay, what about this? What about this? <laughs> Check this out. Check this out. So it's just my, like my, I compared my, to when I, when I invented the pillow, Steve, when they said, can you wash and dry it? Can you do this? Can you do this? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. By the way, and also everybody, the MyPillow 2.0, it's absolutely been going great. You can, you guys have, we announced it on War Room. Use that promo code War Room, and, and uh, it is taking the world by storm here. The, the, it, uh, everyone's getting the MyPillow 2.0. Here's my ad. 
<laughs> Mike, I got a couple. We just have a few minutes left. As this revo- we started in uh, in uh, uh, Ashbury Ashbury uh, University in Kentucky, this revival. Just we got about two minutes. Talk to people about how your life changed six years ago today, when you actually you were already a Christian, but you actually turned your life over to Jesus Christ. Walk us through. The, yeah, the changes yeah, you in your know, life, because everybody, everybody tells me, the first thing they tell about, you're fearless. Go ahead. Well, you know, I always wanted to be, I, I was, God was always chasing me. And you always see, I wore my cross for years, even in, even when I was on crack, I would bear it. I wanted to be that person. I wanted to be, you know, what I've seen other people have, this personal relationship with Jesus. And, and uh, when I, on February 18th of 2017, I went into a, it was actually a veterans retreat. I'm not a veteran, but it was a, it was a blessing I got to go there. And I went in there with hope. And I came out. When I did that full surrender, I was able to forgive myself like Jesus forgave me for all my sins. But I had to forgive myself for something way back in my past. And what I thought was going to be, um, I didn't know what to expect, but it was like it was. I was set free. I was able to uh, finally talk. I had a fear of speaking to people, believe it or not. I, I, I did. I couldn't. And here, two months later, I did a of uh, 60,000 people at U.S. Bank Stadium led them in prayer. And I just got filled with the Holy Spirit, and it's just so easy. People say, Mike, keep up the fight. Now, I only have one fear, and that's fear of the Lord. Everything else, it just becomes so easy, everybody. So I encourage everybody, uh, you know, just stay in the Word. And one of the things, Steve, too, is I would always be re- reactionary prayer. God, please let this happen. If you do this, I'll do this. And, and now I can be proactive in prayer, because where it might the, the reaction might not have been God's will. Things I prayed for might not have been God's will. Well, where is God's will? God's will is in the Word. So if you stay in the Word, your prayers will line up, everybody, with uh, with God's Word and uh, and uh, and with His will. So um, you know, ask Jesus into your heart. Ask Him to be your personal Savior and and get that personal relationship. And you'll be you'll be amazed. It's the best thing ever. And you, and you know what? Our fight is here. But the big reward, like when I got off drugs and everything, the big reward is uh, being able to live in heaven for eternity. Mike, uh, how, how do people follow you today where you're in Michigan? Um, you can call it, you guys go to Frank's speech, um, go to Frank's speech. But otherwise, uh, otherwise, you can find me on Getter and you can find me on Truth Social. Um, we're going to I'm going to be posting stuff as I as we get through the day here and uh and uh, I got a lot of a lot of news coming this week, Steve. I'd love to come back on your show. We got lots of things. You have an open invitation always. Tell everybody out there we got their back. They're fighting a day in Michigan. Yep. Another right. front. How Thank you, Mike. Y'all. Appreciate it. Short commercial. Thank you, brother. Good anniversary. Back in a moment. Host Stephen K. Bass. Okay, um, welcome back, Roy. It's a lot to get to in the remaining uh, forty-five. Was it forty-five minutes we have? Let me just make sure I'm on track. Yep. Okay, we got a lot to get through. We're gonna get through it all. One of the giants in our in our movement that always fought uh, for the little guy and was one of the, the the fathers of thinking through economic nationalism, bringing manufacturing back. It was, it was Peter Navarro and a guy named Curtis Ellis, who I got very close to. He used to come on Breitbart Radio. Back in the old, day, old days when I hosted that, and I got to know him, he was a key part of the 16 campaign. And then afterwards, uh, uh, he would have been – East Palestine was the kind of thing that he lived for, to fight and stand up for the American worker, uh, particularly against 
these corporations. I'm not anti-corporate. What I am, I'm anti-corporatist. I'm anti, um, you know, because my dad worked for the phone company his entire life, right? And he, the phone company was right in back of the Catholic Church, right, of, uh, of um, institutions that you believed in and did the right thing. And I saw so many times as a young kid uh, that they would put the community first, right, over over their own profitability or, or um, you know, uh, getting the CEO more money. That was a different day in time, but we can get back to that. One of the guys that believed in that and was also one of the first people really to single out the Chinese Communist Party as the central threat to working people throughout the world. The Lao Beijing in China, the working people in the United States, but throughout the world as they exported um, really deflation everywhere and in, in crushing uh, people's wages because they lived off the slave labor of the Chinese people. Maxine uh, Albert is with us. Uh, posthumously, Curtis passed away a couple of years ago, but we possibly have come out with a, a fantastic book, and I was very honored to write the forward for it. Maxine, talk, talk to us about Curtis, but particularly with East Palestine, uh, really centerpiece of the news. This was something that he lived for. I mean, he, he'd have been out there from the first day holding people account, accountable, would he not, ma'am? Oh, um, absolutely. And, you know, Thanks for having me on the show. It's important for me to get Curtis's message out because he saw China as the number one enemy, you know, and, and anything against, you know, the common man. He was such a passionate crusader for the working man. And, uh, you know, he started writing this book before his illness and he was determined to finish it. And he never stopped writing. He never gave up. You know, this was his uh, this is his wake-up call to America, to the country he loved, and his lifelong mission. And and you know, Curtis was a he was a true patriot, and he was an impassioned crusader for the working man and to bring jobs back to this country from China. And uh, he was one of he was one of the first people who saw economic warfare, the, the uh, China's economic warfare, as part of their plan to destroy America. So and 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 this book. Uh, which thank you for you know you wrote the uh, the preface, pandemonium China's global strategy to cripple America. I mean it couldn't be more timely. You know here you have a guy who looks up in the sky uh, in Montana, he sees a balloon, a, a Chinese spy balloon that's been hovering over our missile uh, site, our sensitive missile sites, and all of, all of a sudden the country wakes up. Where you know you and Curtis have been calling out the CCP for decades. So, do you think that's kind of a do you, do you Maxine? Do you believe that's a, a Sputnik moment? Do you think that's a moment that now just the, the average person who doesn't follow the news every day all of a sudden they become alert that something's deeply wrong when there's a spy balloon or a spy airship, as I call it, that traverses the entire United States and nobody does anything about it? The government refuses to take it down. Do you think that's a Sputnik moment that all of a sudden the message of Curtis Ellis and what he dedicated his life to about bringing jobs back here? And breaking the CCP, that this can this can become the moment where the movement can actually become bigger. Well, you know, the first wake up call, uh, which Curtis talks about in the book, was with the pandemic when we saw that we that China controlled all their medical supplies, we couldn't get everything. And yes, Steve, I do think that because I'm what I'm hearing now is from people who never said anything before. Oh, look, there's a Chinese spy balloon. Why is it here over our country, and and why is it over our missile sites, and what's happening? So I do think it's it's a wake up call, you know, something that you and Curtis have been talking about for years. And uh, 
What, what do you think it's going to take for uh, Americans to see that uh, made in America now is only, not only about jobs, but it's a national security issue, you know, that we're paying for our own destruction? Maxine, how do people uh, get to the book? How do they get there? They can buy the book on Amazon. They can buy it on Barnes & Noble. I mean, Curtis talked about if if we don't wake up and do something and decouple from China, uh, you know, a crisis is inevitable. What do you think is going to happen if we continue our collaboration with China and not recognize the CCP as our enemy? Oh, it's destruction. We have to. And Curtis, and the great thing is Curtis had remedies that did not lead to kinetic war, right? It, it, economic warfare, information warfare, political warfare. You can do that and take down the CCP in conjunction with Lao Bajing. That's who's really going to take them down. And Curtis, Curtis was the tip of the spear saying we've got to turn things around here. Maxine, thank you so much. Uh, once again, how do, how do we get to the book? Um, you can buy it on Amazon uh, and Barnes and Nobles. And um, Curtis believed that you can change that we can change the world with you know with a change when we decouple from China, and that each person, you know, like one person at a one person at a time, has to stand up, and we can do this. Perfect. Um, do you have a Do you have a social media? Can people follow you? Um, they can, they can follow Curtis, you know, at, um, you know, it's at Curtis Ellis. I just want to read you one thing. Um, Representative Jim Banks on the House Select Committee on China this week said, we have to treat the CCP as the enemy, the biggest threat to America and the American way of life. We're looking for strategies to decouple our economy from China and hold China accountable. Well, look no further, Representative Banks. It's all in the book. You know, everything that Curtis said is right in, in people in this book. People are saying right now, everyone is saying right now. And, you know, there's a chapter in it, hold China accountable, uh, defund China. So how do we hold Congress accountable is the question. And are they going to do this? Well, they got to. That's what we got to. Maxine Albert, thank you very much. Curtis Ellis. A legend, one of the giants in our movement. This book is incredible, uh, and it, it comes up with practical solutions. So, Maxine, thank, thank you for joining us here in the War Room. Thank you. Curtis Ellis always fought for the working men and women in this country. Always fought for them. Understood the existential threat was the, uh, was, uh, was the Chinese Communist Party backed and in business with our elites. Do we have, before bringing Ben Harnwell, do we have the Kamala Harris? Okay, let me, let me tell you about what's happening here in, in Ukraine. And, of course, over at the Orgy in Munich, and that is the arms merchants all get together once a year for the Munich uh, Security Conference. So yesterday, this, yesterday's Financial Times of London has got this thing over here. Millie expects negotiated end to the deal. And then the whole article is about how Millie says the Ukrainians can't win, can't win on the battlefield. And when I say win, you got to remember for the Ukrainians, here's what the here's what the situation is. The 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 um, um, the um, they have three things. Number one, they want to remove Russia from uh, from all their territory, right? From all their territory. That means Eastern Ukraine and the Crimea. Number one. Number two, they want full reparations. And we know right now it's I don't know going to take a trillion dollars to to re to rebuild Ukraine. So they want total reparations. And then three. They want uh, the Russians charged with war crimes. And so Kamala Harris today, if, speaking for your nation, 
And remember, when we defeated the Germans, the Nazis, and we defeated the imperial uh, you know, uh, military staff in Japan, the Empire of Japan, we had trials afterwards. We went and got evidence afterwards and never started talking about war crimes trial until after they're beaten. The reason is, if you tell guys they're going to be, you know, on war for up for war crimes trials, I think they kind of fight to the end because they sit there and go, "Well, what's my upside? If we have some sort of negotiation, they're going to try to, they're going to try to. If I stop fighting, they're going to try to accuse me of war crimes." So, can we play Kamala Harris? Do we have that? Let's play Kamala Harris in Munich today, speaking for you, the American people. I'm grateful to everyone who gives this link to Ukrainian David. Thanks to which. Thanks to which Russian Goliath has already started to lose his ground. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. And there is no doubt these are crimes against humanity. The United States has formally determined that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. And I say to all those who have perpetrated these crimes and to their superiors who are complicit in these crimes, you will be held to account. In the face of these indisputable facts, to all of us here in Munich, let us renew our commitment to accountability. Let us renew our commitment to the rule of law. Okay, remember, I don't think we said the Nazis were going to try them for war crimes before we won. I don't think we did it to the Japanese. Remember, they had a trial in uh, in uh, Tokyo, um, and a, a, you know we 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 hung a bunch of the the Japanese imperial staff. Not enough, but you know some. The Nuremberg trials also guys who didn't kill themselves. Some were executed. Probably not enough. Um, but that was all after the fact. Here, Kamala just stood right up and said, uh, hey, we have irrefutable proof, the United States, that these uh, folks are war criminals. going to be quite tough to get to a negotiate. I think Millie ought to phone in to Kamala, maybe get on the same page. You would think the vice president, the chairman, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, just throwing it out. Stephen K. Bannon. And there is no doubt these are crimes against humanity. The United States has formally determined that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. And I say to all those who have perpetrated these crimes 
and to their superiors who are complicit in these crimes, you will be held to account. In the face so, uh, of these... Right there, the Vice President Kamala Harris is saying the United States formally is determined... I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see, here's what I'd like to see, the timeline about the um, the Chinese spy balloon and why uh, Admiral Kirby said we almost, you know, dang near got Tony Blinken off. I'd like to know the cover-up on that and the timeline, the discussions, when you really knew it, when it left Henan as CBS News reports. I'd like to know that, okay? Uh, I'd like to know everything about East Palestine, Ohio, the, you know, why the EPA director made the decision, what was the math. Uh, I don't believe, I think you're lying about the, the shards, right? I got to see the math on that. I'm not buying that for the control release. I'd also like to know about the control burn. I don't believe, I, I don't know until I see the math. So can you just put those, for those are the decisions, you can put that forward. If you formally determined, hey, okay, maybe, can we see that before? And how do you formally determine? And, and there's some process. I mean, wasn't this at the end of, end of World War II? I keep saying it, World War II was not the good war. That's the way it's kind of positioned for the greatest generation. And their, and their courage and valor and heroism is, is unparalleled in American history. But World War II ended up, like many wars, to be a war of annihilation. War of annihilation. Right? On both sides. War of annihilation. Because these things tend to head in that direction. As they get more brutal and more, and, and and people's you know backs get up, and they see the agony, and they see loved ones dead, and they see destruction and mass destruction. They want to get revenge, right? This is the way we got to do it. We have to we have to annihilate. It was after the war, it was after the war, when people went out and saw what happened in in, in Germany and saw what happened in also the bloodlands, right outside of Germany, uh, and saw what happened uh, with the Imperial General Staff in mainland China, what they had done in China and Manchuria, and also in other the islands, right? That, that they were prosecuted, and people were held accountable. And many died, and quite frankly, having re- read all the transcripts of the trials, I don't think enough of them died. I think more of them should have been put to death, okay? But here, we formally determined, and we're in the middle of it. So, so Harnwell, here's what you're, you're in meeting. we got other stuff to go to, and we're going to have to get it on to Monday. But I got Millie, given a long interview, expects negotiated deal, negotiated end, which is the same deal. I got the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. It's the same deal, brother, that the Israeli prime minister at the time, Bennett, had on the table when this thing started a year ago, roughly 300,000 casualties ago. And a trillion dollars worth of the destruction of Ukraine, 300,000 casualties, roughly 100,000 Ukrainian troops, 200,000, actually more, 100,000 Ukrainian, a couple of hundred thousand Russians. People are saying various, you know, analysis and 40, 50,000 Ukrainian civilians. So 300, 350,000. Who knows? Hard to count. But a lot, a lot of agony. He's saying that, and, 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 and Zelensky is still sitting there going, here's our condition, here's what we, 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 and you must fund this unlimited, and you must fund this. We must remove all Russians from uh, soil of Ukraine. That's the eastern provinces and Crimea, number one. Number two, they must pay reparations to rebuild the entire country, as is or better. And number three, we, they have to be charged with war crimes. 
So Harnwell, tell me, is, is Europe going to have, has Europe got a belly for that fight? I'd like to know because Europe, it's a European fight on the Eurasian landmass. The EU's been driving this. NATO's been driving this. And let's face it, NATO's a protectorate of the United States of America. It's not an ally. Let me say something else. And don't, this should not be misconstrued. But outside the English, who were fighting for liberty and freedom and also for their empire, uh, and by the way, the English working people, because the royal family wanted to cut a deal with Hitler, right? They wanted to cut a deal with Hitler to save the empire. Uh, but the English working, the Midlands that supported uh, supported uh, Churchill, that's why Churchill came to power. They didn't want Churchill. They wanted Lord Halifax. They didn't want Churchill. Churchill's last thing. They thought he was a warmonger. And he, his thing was, hey, we're going to take the Nazis and we're going to destroy him. That was working class people in the Midlands had his back. And some of those were actually, you know, very pro-Soviet because some of those, some element of that were communist and socialist. And they had, they had Churchill's back to, to conduct the war. You know, de Gaulle had, what, a couple of divisions, right? It was more symbolic than anything else, President de Gaulle of France. And you had the French resistance. That was incredibly brave. You read the history of the French resistance. It's incredible what they did and the heroism they did and the sacrifice they had. But outside of that, the French army collapsed in, what, six weeks because of all the casualties in World War One. the rest of Europe. You know, no offense, but NATO, as far as fighting the Nazis in World War Two, they didn't really do a lot of fighting, did a lot of surrendering, okay? America with the Brits did a lot of fighting in Western Europe, and yes, the French and, and some others. It's the Russian people that took the blunt of the Wehrmacht and the Chinese people that took the brunt of of the Imperial Japanese Army, Lao Beijing and the Russian serfs and peasants, essentially, took the brunt of it. Those were our allies. And the fact that we lost, uh, you know, under a million men, the fact that we lost under a million men in, in the island campaign, in the Pacific War, the submarine war, the 8th Air, Air Corps over uh, Germany, the precision daylight bombing, we would have lost five times that many if it had not been for the casualties taken by the Chinese people and the Russian people. Just remember that. Those were our allies. Europe was a, kind of became a protectorate. And they quite frankly drafted off it for, for, for the whole Cold War. Right now, the British, the, 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 the head of the Tories um, a, a equivalent of the Armed Services Committee said the other day to the Financial Times, the entire British military could fight for five days in a war to be finished. That's him, not me. Five days. But they did fast up the fact they got they could put one combat division up, one combat division, one. Rest of Europe, I don't know, a couple, three, I don't know. It's not an alliance. It's just not. It's a protectorate. Donald Trump knew this. They got to step up to the plate. So, Harnwell, I'm confused now. Is If the Russians have done these war crimes, I guess you fight to the bitter end, and I guess the bitter end is that you got to get to the Russian army's got to collapse, and Moscow's got to got to, Moscow's got to fall. Am I am I confused? Because now we formally have determined, and that's not the war room saying that. That's not Gateway Pundit or Breitbart or or, or um, you know Revolver News. That's that's Kamala Harris, the Vice President of the United States, the second in line here to be Commander Chief. She's there at, at the Munich Arms uh, Orgy. Saying that we formally, we formally determined, we formally determined, Ben Harnwell, gonna make this peace talk kind of, Millie, but Millie ought to read her speech, because I think it makes it quite tough. How do you get to a negotiated end with war criminals, sir? Well, um, 
I suppose we did it, and it depends what what the uh, what the negotiation is and what the conditions will be. I think General Milley here is a bit like a broken clock, and uh, that he's going to be right inevitably twice uh, at some point during the day. Obviously, General Milley isn't right twice a day, but but you get the point. Um, it will end. I mean, it's either going to end in uh, a nuclear Armageddon, or it will end with a negotiated peace of one degree or another. Who's going to give up most will, will depend on what condition um, the, the 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 loser will be by that time that comes round. But as for Kamala Harris, I, I you know, <laughs> formally determined isn't a legal term, um, and I wouldn't pay much attention to what what she's saying. She's clearly just it's not even grandstanding. Um, she's auditioning. Well, I tell you who's paying attention to it. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hey, whoa, stop. I tell you who's paying attention to it. If you're in Moscow, I'd pay attention to it. If I'm oh, one no. of the Russians down on the battlefield, I'd pay attention to it. And I'm not, not, I'm really. not saying they have not committed war crimes. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that at all. But if you're sitting there and listening that the United States has formally determined that you've it's committed war crimes and we're going to hold you accountable, why is that? It's meaningless. It's meaningless because the, 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 the court with jurisdiction on war crimes is the International Criminal Court. Neither the United States nor Russia are members of the are signatories to this court. So the court doesn't have jurisdiction over – China, by the way, just to, to insert that, is also not a member. Um, so what she's doing, I mean, it, it's, just, it's not even virtue signaling attitude. It's theater. It's pantomime. I would suggest – she is simply auditioning. She might as well just send off her CV. She's auditioning for 2024 because she thinks this is what a world leader looks like. Because, you know, if she was serious, let's see the United States and Russia and China, and for that matter, Ukraine, right? Let's see them all join the International Criminal Court, put themselves under the, the court's authorities, and then start digging, going through the archives. Because surely, if Russia is guilty of war crimes, then President Zelensky is as well, because he spent uh, seven years bombing um, the, the, the ethnic Russians in the Donbass. Oh, we don't want to mention that. Hang, ben, hang on. I got you and Joe Allen. Hang on. I want to bring on somebody very special because I want to get this word out. I want to have a great turnout. Kathy Connor from the GOP in Oklahoma. Kathy, we're going to do a very special event next week. Uh, can you tell people uh, what's the event, what's going to happen, and where are they still? There's still tickets available. Where do they go? Yes, Steve, we are having a very special event, and the most fabulous part of that is that we have a fabulous firebrand grassroots speaker coming to Oklahoma. Uh, our event is the uh, Lincoln Reagan Gala Dinner. It's on February 25th, next Saturday at six o'clock. It's at what we call the Cowboy Hall of Fame, uh, now the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. It's a fabulous uh, venue, steeped in a lot of Oklahoma values. So the uh, venue itself is worth coming for. Uh, but, you know, our goal this year is to uh, fund precincts. And uh, the very person that got me involved in precincts was you about three years ago. So we are very excited. This is that we're really pumped up. How do people? We've got the website up, and we're going to push it out uh, all day today and through the weekend. Obviously, the week. Where do people go to get tickets if they're in the greater Oklahoma area? It's in Oklahoma City. Where do they actually go uh, to get tickets and find out more about it, Kathy? Okay, the tickets are online. www 
OKCOGOP, Oklahoma County GOP. So that is www.okcogop.com. You can sponsor a table. And it's 6 p.m. Perfect. And 6 p.m. next Saturday night, correct? Correct. Well, I guarantee, folks, I will. I will bring the. I will bring the heat. Let's say that it'll be well worth uh, attending. I look forward to meeting everybody there as we normally do. Kathy, thank you so much. We're going to be back on Monday. Uh, I know you're out at an event right now, but thank you for pulling yourself away to do this, and we'll push this hard. Thanks, Steve. We're real excited. Same here. Thank you very much, Kathy Connor, from the GOP in Oklahoma. I'm giving a, a speech, a Reagan-Lincoln or Lincoln-Reagan dinner speech. Love giving these speeches about the, about all that. Okay, short commercial break. we got a lot to get through, but we're going to get through it all next in the War Room. The new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now Okay, uh, MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM, buy one, get one free. You're not going to get a lot of time for sleeping, so you got to make use of it. Sleep the sleep of the just. These pillows, the MyPillow 2.0, are literally on fire, so go get one uh, today. MyPillow, you get buy one, get one free, MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Also, CPAC, March 1 through 4, CPAC.org slash WARROOM. We want to see everybody there. Also, we're putting up on next week at six o'clock in Oklahoma City at the Cowboy Museum with the Cowboy Hall of Fame, that amazing museum. We're going to have a um, there's going to be an event. I'm the keynote speaker for the Lincoln Reagan Dinner. You, if you're in the general area, you're going to want to be there, and we'll get to meet and hang out with everybody. Uh, I don't know before or after. We'll figure it out. Okay, um, Ben Harnwell, uh, Ukraine, because this vote in Ukraine is going to be huge in the United States to cut them off, to cut this thing off of the money and let Europe. If Europe wants to do it, they can do it. But this thing's going. It's going to take hundreds of billions or trillions of dollars just to continue to fight this war. You're going to lose millions of people if it continues down this path because both sides are dug in now and they just want to pound it out. Uh, ben, your your closing thoughts. How can people get to you over the weekend? We're going to have you back Monday. But give us your perspective from Rome. Yeah, um, I see a chasm opening up, Steve, between our political leadership and the tax-paying tax, tax paying base across the West. The, uh, the political leadership is doubling down. That's literally the words that Rishi Sunak used when he spoke in Munich after Kamala Harris today. He urged leaders to, to double down in their commitment to Ukraine. So that's what they're doing. And they're, as you said, they're digging in and doubling down, whereas people are moving further and further away from that because they're paying for it. They're the ones paying for it, and they want, um, they want that negotiated peace. But the negotiated peace won't happen until, effectively, the United States tells Zelensky to, um, that, that, that they, he's had enough um, uh, resources and he needs to get himself to the negotiating table to discuss peace 
with Putin, in which case... Well, the, in, in by which the way, Bennett, the, Bennett, the, the Israeli Prime Minister, the, 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 the Israeli Prime Minister had him at the table. He said Zelensky and Putin would have taken a deal. We fought for a year, destroyed the country, and killed hundreds of thousands of people. It's immoral now what we're doing. It's immoral because you're going to get to the same place. You're going to get to the same place. And now this is just all the arms man. That's where the Munich, who's underwriting that thing? It's all the arms manufacturers. Uh, ben, how do people get to you over the weekend? You're going to be back in the lineup on Monday morning. How do people get to you? You're absolutely right, Steve. That's why our political leadership is comprised of sociopaths, right? These are people who are sociopaths. So where you say it's immoral, they won't care. Um, folks, if they want to catch up with my thought and my updates, it's on Getter, uh, the best app, uh, the marketplace of ideas, at Harnwell, at Harnwell, uh, which is my surname. That's where I am. The sociopathic overlords. That's the best phrase ever. Ben Harnwell, honored to have you on here, brother. Head of uh, Europe Plus. Our international editor actually does the Chinese too. Um, let's go ahead and play the. I got. Uh, I got the Joe Allen. Let's play the cold open, and Joe's going to come in. However, the most intelligent inhabitants of that future world won't be men or monkeys. They'll be machines, the remote descendants of today's computers. Now, the present-day electronic brains are complete morons, but this will not be true in another generation. They will start to think, and eventually they will completely outthink their makers. Is this depressing? I don't see why it should be. We superseded the Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal men, and we presume we're an improvement. I think we should regard it as a privilege to be stepping stones to higher things. I suspect that organic or biological evolution has about come to its end, and we are now at the beginning of inorganic or mechanical evolution, which will be thousands of times swifter. But even if the future does belong to the robots, our bodies and our brains still have immense untapped potentialities. For example, to cope with the information explosion, we may develop a machine for recording information directly onto the brain, as today we can record a symphony on tape. So we may one day be able to become instant experts, uh, learning Chinese overnight, for example. Or we may be able to recall completely memories of past events so that we seem to relive them. In fact, techniques are already known for doing this in a rather limited way at the present. Alternatively, we may prefer to totally erase past unpleasant memories. Uh, we only got a minute for you, Joe. I want people to go to your, your writing all over the weekend. What did we just see? Arthur C. Clarke, Steve. That was a 1964 World's Fair. Very, uh, wow. I, I think, prescient in some ways and in other ways. He made a tremendous impact with his science, science fiction work. And a lot of what we now call transhumanism began in the imaginative worlds of science fiction, especially men like Arthur C. Clarke. Of course, he was the creator of the famous HAL 9000 in 2001, A Space Odyssey. I think that, uh, yeah. you know, I'm going over a lot of his old novels now. Amazing. You can see how he shaped Ch what we now call yeah. technocracy and transhumanism. Childhood. When you think about the Ashbury, Ashbury University revival, go read Childhood's End. Uh, Joe, how do people get to you, brother? Uh, you can find me at jobot.xyz. You can find me at warroom.org under the transhumanism tab. 
Get her in Twitter, at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z. Thank you very much, Steve. Have a good weekend. You know, I just thought Noah Benjamin's out there. I think we're going to send, uh, I think we're send Joe Allen. Joe Allen and Grace Chung. That's our next two out to, out to Ashbury to the revival. Okay, we're going to end with the revival. We're fighting for something far deeper than just uh, the stuff we deal with every day. There's a spiritual war going on, and guess what? We're on the winning side. We're going to leave you with the Ashbury Revival. We'll be up on Getter all weekend, and we'll see you back here at 10 a.m. Monday morning in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Soul Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.